Revolution from your bed, episode 4. This is a shout out to any one of you who is now lying in bed, feeling alone, struggling. People don't believe you. Your doctors have gave up on you. Maybe even your family members stopped believing that it's real, that it's not only in your head, that it's illness that nobody can see is an actual physical manifestation and it's actual and it's real and it's debilitating your life. If you're out there listening, I want you to know that there is hope and that you're not alone and that one day you might look back at this with a laughter thinking that this would be amazing and maybe even the best lesson you've ever learned. I know it sounds strange right now, but it might be. I know that people with invisible illness are getting really, really bad treatment by healthcare professionals. I know that at some point, after not being diagnosed, you're feeling completely helpless, hopeless, and alone. But I want you to know that there are amazingly good people out there trying their best to fix healthcare, to provide doctors with better technology, to train doctors better to treat you, and that there are a lot of illnesses, just like mine, POT syndrome, that can really easily be diagnosed if you have the right frame of thought and direction. I want you to know that feeling bad is not a shame, that being weak and needing rest is not a shame, that having a chronic illness is not a shame, that not being able to go out with your friends it's totally okay. We have much less energy than other people. In the chronic illness community, we call it the spoon theory. We have a certain number of spoons a day, and every action we do counts for spoons as currency. If for a normal person, a shower is one piece of energy, or one spoon, for us it might be four or five. If for somebody just to go out for a walk afternoon is not even something they think of as tiring, for you is like running a marathon, it's okay. I want you to know that it's really okay to feel that way. Sometimes I look back at the times that I was lying in bed undiagnosed. No one believed me. I was completely and utterly alone. No one believed me. The only thing I've been told every single day it's that it's all in my head. So yes, of course it's in my head because mental health is a huge part of it and mental health alone should not be the black sheep of medicine. Healthcare in general should treat mental health as an integral part of health. Some doctors even start to call it diseases of the brain instead of diseases of, of the mind. But if we're talking about mine, I want you to know that you have an enormous power to help with your healing process. Your state of mind is a huge factor in how you're going to react and how your body is going to react to this illness. If you're undiagnosed and you're on a crusade or journey to find diagnosis, to find a cure, know that modern healthcare has a lot to offer but it's not definite. A lot of chronic illnesses has no cure, only symptom management. That's why I chose to focus my health in functional health and functional medicine. 
this theory believes that you should feel better and if something is wrong with your body your body should be improved and fixed regardless of if you have any other condition for instance if you have diabetes but your vitamin D levels are low you may see three or four doctors until one of them will tell you that you need to fix your vitamin D levels because every doctor treats a different system. Functional medicine doctors look at everything as the same unit and that you as an individual organism, you need to have the best conditions to get healthy. So food for the body, food for the mind, and a healthy mindset, that's what's going to keep us on the right track. But until then... Until we have a diagnosis, we must take care of ourselves. I myself used to wait until the next visit to the doctor because I didn't want to show them sometimes that I feel better. I know it sounds ridiculous, but if they see that I'm feeling a bit better, they're not going to, to treat me anymore because this is how they roll. But no, you should worry about feeling well. It doesn't matter eventually. Unless this diagnosis is life-risking, of course, I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling you to forget your diagnosis, but what matters is you feel better. So if, if you can take vitamins to feel better, if you can improve your nutrition to feel better, if you can uh, practice mindfulness and get mental support, do it. Don't wait until this diagnosis to start your life. If you're lying in bed right now, listening to me, and you feel that Yes, I'm going to start my life after having a diagnosis. You need to understand that sometimes the diagnosis is only an excuse to get better. But what's keeping us in bed, it's usually the illness serving us. The illness is serving something in our lives. And we need to look honestly deep inside and understand that we are sometimes not being honest with ourselves and that we are being served by being ill Maybe we want to rest. Maybe we don't want to cope with something. But right now, until the diagnosis comes, and I wish it would come soon, we need to make sure that we do everything in our power to rule out everything that is life-risking and pursue our diagnosis. But we are also in a position and in the only position to take care of ourselves and take responsibility over ourselves. This revolution from bed that I'm talking about all the time is something that you can start right now. You are starting with a decision. I'm going to get better. I'm going to return into normal life. I am stronger than this. Help is here. We are surrounded with hope. It's all around us. It's within us. I know that it sounds ridiculous sometimes and it sounds cliche, but no, we are programmed by evolution, by design, by, uh, by creation, whatever you believe, we are programmed to survive and to deal with uncertainty and to have resilience and to have resourcefulness. And I'm strongly in an opinion, in the opinion that we can decide today that we are going to get better. When I went for the, for the first time to my Chinese medicine practitioner, that was one of the people that helped me the most, to get better. For the first time I came there, I couldn't even walk. Two friends had to carry me from the car to his clinic. And after two minutes, he told me, you don't really want to get well. And those people outside, they're not even your friends. I didn't even understand what he's talking about. And then he kind of opened my eyes into the idea that this illness is serving me 
and this illness is serving a lot of people around me. I'm calling them energy vampire that are benefit from the fact that you're always available, always in bed. But what you need to do is to take care of yourself and yourself only. Maybe you have kids, maybe you have a pet, maybe you have somebody you need to take care of. And for some people, this is the incentive to feel better. But guys, if we're not going to take care of ourselves, if we're not going to lay off people that are taking energy from us, places that are taking energy from us, occupations that are taking energy from us, we are not going to get better. We are granted this break in life because we are probably in a path that we need to learn something and we need to find a way to get better. And it's not just an unfortunate event. When people ask me about my illness, I say this was the greatest gift I ever got in my life. Yes, this illness, lying almost a decade accumulative in bed, was probably the best gift I got in my life. I had the chance, the rare chance that a lot of my friends didn't have, to go deep within myself, to find my strengths, to find my weaknesses, to work really hard on them, and to know what I want from life, what I want out of this life, and how can I achieve it. For me, it was helping others, and I've started a lot of projects already from bed to, to start and, and try and help people. And today, with our connected world, everybody can do something. You can open a, a Facebook page, you can open a, start a YouTube channel or an Instagram or Twitter feed. You can help others in a lot of other ways. You can support other patients but mainly you can support and help yourselves. This is a gift that you're having. I know it doesn't look like it when you're sitting or lying there suffering, but in retrospect, it's really something that will help you realize who you are and what you want in life. And I think we are very lucky to have this kind of gift. And I think also that if we take it in the right proportion and we realize how grateful we should be for other stuff we have in life. We need to understand that we are granted this health. And even if it's fragile, it's still better from other people's health sometimes. There is always some, somebody less fortunate than you. And lying in bed without diagnosing, it's really terrible. And I was completely alone. I didn't even know what my illness was, let alone that there are other people like me. But there are other people like you. And today, there are even communities of people that are undiagnosed. So you can get support and help and friendships and kindness from other people. You should not deal with it by yourself. You should go inside, dwell within, and try to find a way to, to find a creative outlet and, and try to shape your life in a way that you want. For me, it was writing. I found out that writing... Um, poetry and writing short stories and writing a book it's healing for me for some people is painting or singing or playing or other activities for me this writing habit that I had every day completely connected me from who you are until I got to the point that I felt so developed and so ready to face real life that nothing seems so hard anymore not school, not work, not relationships. I went through hell and back. So I can deal with anything, right? So this boot camp that you're dealing with right now, eventually 
will prove to be a positive force in your life. And you need to remember, if it's hard, it means that there is learning to do with it. I thought that I have some lessons to go through when I was sick. And eventually, until I learned them and broke those patterns, they just came back, circled around. A certain behavior that we display sometimes before getting sick is self-canceling, is pleasing other, is caring too much about what other people think. And I talk to a lot of chronic ill patients and undiagnosed patients, and those patterns kind of return. I hope that uh, maybe there will be a study about it soon that prove the, the foundations, the psychological foundations that weakens our immune system to get into this point. And I think that a lot of us had warnings. Our, body gave us, our bodies gave us warnings Dear friends and family members gave us warnings that we are doing something that is hurting us. For me, it was really self-canceling. It was pleasing. It was living for other people and not for myself. Not believing that I'm worth it, that um, I can have a happy life like other people. Because I thought that if you're not giving everything to other people, you're not a good person. And I wanted to become a doctor from probably the wrong reasons. Because I thought that being a doctor means not sleeping, not eating, just treating other people. Today I know better. And I know that if you're not nourished, how can you nourish others? Those patterns are returning and reoccurring in a lot of people with chronic illness. And our body gives us warnings. And we can prevent a lot of those illnesses, I believe, via mindfulness and wellness. But if we're already sick, we need to learn how to re-nourish our mind and how to re-nourish our bodies. For me, it was avoiding completely watching aimless TV and reading stupid stuff online. I devoted 95% of my free time in learning and educating myself and engaging in activities that made me grow, like meditation, reading, writing, learning, watching science and history channels being engaged in activities that make you feel productive. I believe that many of us chronic ill patients are spending too many hours on Instagram, too many hours on social media, and we don't see a lot of hope there. We see life of other people that makes us want to think that they have perfect life. I'm traveling around the world, my life is perfect, but it's very hard for us to actually see the real picture, that it's all a show. It's all a facade, and we need to engage in things that makes us feel happy, that give us, gives us hope, that makes us feel productive. And I really urge you to start a habit of doing one productive thing every day for yourself, whatever it's reading a book or studying something, taking an online course, and journal about it. Summarize your day or start the next day with what you feel. This Writing and journaling is really what kept me going. I'm looking at this purposeless world that we're living in as chronic ill patients. Everything looks the same. This is the reason I've started a project called the Patient School. The Patient School will be an online platform that will provide purpose and hope for us chronic ill patients, teaching us skills that we need in order to get better and deal with our health, with our health journey much better and also to teach our caretakers how to deal with us and how to better communicate and i really hope that this project will bring people joy 
and make make people feel that they're growing and and they are productive and I will keep you updated but for now I really want you to engage in one thing a day that makes you feel productive one activity you can write your own book your own life story you can start knitting you can take online courses everything is almost free You can have an entire degree today online. You can teach yourself new skills. Me and my partner have this habit since lockdown that we are trying to teach ourselves a new skill every week to challenge ourselves, and there is no bad skill. So if you're interested in photography or, or filmmaking or crafts or whatever, programming, teach yourself a new skill. There are so many things out there, and when you feel purposeful, You start to feel the hope that is all around you, and you start to feel valuable again, and you start to feel vital again. And I think that that's what kept me going, the feeling that I'm doing something for others, that I'm writing, that I'm journaling, that I'm starting projects from bed to help other patients, that I'm raising awareness. It started by writing the Wikipedia article for POT syndrome in Hebrew because it wasn't exist, and then starting the the Israeli POTS and Dysautonomia Patient Society starting to help others navigate their health journeys. And, and again, all this promotion and awareness giving gave me so much hope because you start to get feedback. But I'm not telling you that every, every single one of you should be a patient advocate, but you, you should be your own patient advocate. And by being useful to yourself and productive, you are giving yourself better chance to get better, I believe. And if you engage in mindfulness every day, if you engage in growth and, and healing and some sort of healthy activity and change your nutrition and change your sleep habits and change your relationship patterns, I strongly believe that you will have a better bedding To, to get better. If I knew those things in the first few years, I, I believe I could save a few years of, of lying in bed. But now I do know, and now I have all this experience, so I'm going to de dedicate a few episodes for specific things and methods that really helped me in my health journey. Whatever it's the, the, the approach, the navigation I did, like how did I deal with the self-diagnosis and, and with the healthcare system around me, with advocacy, the mindfulness methods I've used, the books I read, the movies I watched, the self-help and external help I got. I'm going to dedicate episodes about it and I'm going to write about it in my book because I believe that We owe ourselves and we owe other patients to share our experiences and what makes us feel better. If you are chronic ill patients and you're taking some sort of supplement or you did some sort of rehabilitation program and you think it's helpful, share it with the world. I'm talking with patients with POT syndrome almost every day from other countries and in each country the treatment may, may vary and we can share stuff that really help each other. And I already seen a major improvement with our patients in Israel because we are sharing information with other societies and other patients and other organizations across the world. This is uh, the era of sharing, and we owe it to ourselves to 
improve ourselves and share it with others. I want to end this episode with, with a really positive note that I'm feeling much better knowing that today you are really not alone because we have a lot of communities that weren't there when I was sick like 15 years ago. But I urge you to do one thing, seek help. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling that you can't handle with this anymore, please seek help in your own country, in your own, in your own organization that you're part of, whether you're students or, or your workplace. There are always people that can help. In every country, there is a hotline to, to deal with emotional um, distress. And I'm working with amazing people in, in Germany to, to make social and emotional support for patients accessible to everyone. And I'm going to really recommend a, an app in Germany that is available worldwide called Body Help. And it's not body, but body, B-U-D-D-Y. And they are actually um, really trying to simplify the way that people get therapy and help. And I really think that technologies like this can change our lives. One of my greatest fears lying in bed was that I will call for help and nobody will reply and nobody would listen. But I know today that many people would. So don't be afraid to reach out. And you can also reach out to me and I can direct you maybe to, to a professional that can help. You are not alone. You are an amazing human being. And this amazing lesson that you're going through right now will be the greatest teaching you probably got in your life. I wish you a fast diagnosis, faster and happiest health, and that you remember that this illness is something that can build you, not only destroy you. See you next time. <laughs>